Hello and greetings to each of you today. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams, aka the Agent of Love. Yes, I am a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it means to be love in action. Yes, 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 yes. It is that time again when we come together All of my podcast family and friends who are out there listening in podcast land. Listen, I love you all and I'm always excited when it's time for me to come back every week to share with you, right? I like to look at it as an opportunity or a time where we get to come together. I know we don't get to visually see each other, but I believe for those of you who tune in week after week um, to the podcast, We want to, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for waiting to see what God is speaking to me to share with you. And I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys so much. And I just want to say thank you as always. Listen, before we get into this great, great, great word of encouragement, I always want to let you guys know how you can connect with me, the agent of love. But one thing I want to share with you guys um, that is so exciting, I've been sitting on it and now I'm ready to share with you because I tell you everything that we do, it's not just for us, right? But I have a project that I am so excited about. Let me tell you guys this. I have had the honor and the opportunity to be part of a book collaboration that is coming out this month. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I am part of a, a wonderful book that has been spearheaded by the visionary of a great, great, great uh, global company called She Exists Network. Janelle Harris gave me the opportunity, um, reached out to me to be have an opportunity to be part of a book collaboration, which is called Stepping Into Our Territory, Second Edition. I am one of the co-authors of the book and it is coming out this month. So we are in the last stages of uh, reviewing of manuscripts and all of that. We got an update today. So I am so excited about that. And thank you all for you who've been praying for me and for the podcast and the success. So listen, coming soon. So I will let you all know how you will be able to purchase that and support. Um, Definitely. I want you guys to connect with me on my website, which is www.gracegirl.org. Maybe this is your first time tuning into the podcast and maybe you want to know a little bit more about me, Kenya C. Williams, this grace girl, this, this host, right? Listen, you can check out the website and, and look at all of the things that I do many of the things that I do is on the website as well as you will be able to go there on the website now. um, Well, when it's released, 
to actually purchase a copy of the book. I do have a sample right on there now that you can go and look at. And if you want to follow us on our social media, you know, I always am transparent. I am learning how to embrace the social media world, right? So we have a, a new Instagram um, that is called the Being Love in Action podcast. So check out the Being Love in Action. Go and follow us on the Being Love in Action podcast on Instagram as well as my as the agent of love. So you can check us out on the agent of love on Instagram and as well as Twitter. Our Twitter is being love L-U-V in action. So listen, those are just some ways that you can connect with us. And of course, you know, all of our information as well as on the website. If you want to email, if you want to share your stories about how the podcast has blessed you, we want to hear it. I want to hear it. I tell you, I look at the emails. I will respond to them. You know, it, it is always a blessing to know how the podcast has it affected the lives of those who are listening in a great way. Um, and, and of course, we all always say if it's doing anything for you you know share it with others so that they can also be blessed right well yes thank you for everything and let us now get into this word on tonight right listen I want to talk to you guys today just a little bit about the other plan Right. What is the other plan? You know, how often do we think of an alternative plan? Let's be honest. You know, we many of us, we raised our parents tell us or those who raised us or those who influence us. You got to have a plan A. You got to have a plan B. You got to have a plan C. Right. I've heard people like Steve Harvey say, you know, don't have a plan B or C because, you know, that means that that plan A, you're not going to give it your best. And if anybody knows or listen to Steve Harvey, Harvey, who's now, um, you know, the he had the Steve Harvey show, many great shows that came on TV, as well as he is the host of the Family Feud, which is one of the shows that I love. Right. Very, very funny guy. And um, he says, you know, his thoughts were, you know, don't make a plan B or C. And, and if you know his story, he talks about how times he slept in his car while he was touring and and trying to make a name for himself in the comedy world. And now that we see him, he's made movies, he's written books, he's done so many great things. But if we're honest, I ask the question, should we really make a plan A, B and C? And, you know, I'm going to look at it, of course, from a spiritual perspective. And I know that it's important to plan. So I ask you the question. Do you really know who holds your plans and future? Do you know who really holds your plan in future? Do you think it's just you or do you think it's the people that can, you know, help you get to the next level in life? You know, whether it's your job, it, you know, does your job hold your plan in future because of the money that you make on that job? Um, is it those people that you look up to that are are mentors or leaders who holds the plan in the future for your life? And I want you to also consider this. The one who holds your plans in future, do they have your best interest at heart? That's a whole lot. I know we can just do a podcast just off of that. But I want to, you know, we challenge you here. I like to challenge us to think outside of the box in whatever it is we're thinking about. So I want you to think that. Okay. I want you to just think about that. Who holds, who really holds your plan in future? 
And then if that person holds the best interest, have your best interest at heart. So I want you to kind of think about that and keep that on the forefront of your mind. So today I want to look at a very popular and well-known passage of scripture. And it is from Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, 29th chapter, verses 11 through 13. Again, that's the book of Jeremiah. He's in the Old Testament. And it's verse is chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation. OK, and it says starting at verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you and plans to give you hope and a future. And verse 12 says, then you will call on me. And come and pray to me. And then verse 13 says, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Wow. That's 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 one of my favorite scriptures um, to encourage me many times when I feel hopeless or when I can't figure out. And you notice when I said I can't figure out. Right. Because we're always trying to figure out everything on our own. But here's what I want you to know. You know, we always want to give you some information so that you can have a better understanding of the person, the who, what, when, why and where. Jeremiah was a prophet. He was a prophet of God. He was a prophet who endured much, much, um, you know, hardship. He endured a lot, you know. And one of the great things about Jeremiah is that he teaches us in the book of Jeremiah, about the intimacy of God to his creation, which is humanity to us, you know, and how God loves us so much. You know, God loved us before we were even born, before we were even, you know, conceived in our moms, in our parents, in our mother's womb. God loved us, right? And because he loves us, our lives were planned by God. He planned our lives. He planned your life. He planned the life of everyone that breathes. Right. And the thing about Jeremiah, his platform or, her, or his message was one that the naysayers, they didn't receive it. Many times Jeremiah was ignored. Not only was he ignored, many times his life was threatened. So again, here it is, this this young man, and he was a young man. He wasn't someone that was older. So he had a lot to deal with because people rejected him many times because of his youth. Has Have anyone that's listening ever had that happen to them? You know, when you were younger, you know, if you're a younger person and you're listening, praise God. Thank you for tuning in, man. Listen, I'm telling you right now that many people who do great things in life, they start out with um, opposition, because many times people look at your age, but I'm here to tell you, if you're a young person that's listening, don't let that deter you. So you're going to have some naysayers. You're going to have some people that are going to say, man, they too young. I'm not even listening to them. That's something Jeremiah had to deal with. He had to deal with being ignored. People will ignore you, not just because of your age, but many times they're ignoring you because you're challenging them. People don't want to hear truth. You know, I know we we in a time or dispensation where people say, you know, I'm going to speak the truth. And, you know, I'm saying, but they don't want to hear the truth. 
Most of the times, because the truth is something that requires us to look at ourselves. That's how you know when truth is really being spoken. Because truth doesn't make you put, point the finger at someone else. Initially, it makes you reflect on yourself. So here was Jeremiah having to deal with being ignored and having his life threatened. Come on. I don't know how many of you that are listening. Have you ever are you doing something so great? And watch this. Greatness doesn't necessarily equate with being famous. It could be just who you are in your community or within your family. But have you ever had your life threatened? And watch this. You're not doing anything bad or, or trying to harm someone. So these are things that Jeremiah's message or his platform, the very thing that he was sent to do. Um, that was one of the things that he had to deal with. But the thing about Jeremiah that was also powerful was that he depended in God for his ability to stand daily. In other words, his hope was in God. So if he's dealing with people naysaying him and shunning him, ignoring him, and then on top of all of that, his life was threatened. You know, he, he was hopeless many times. Kind of sound like us, right? You know, how many times we're hopeless when we're thinking about how much money we have. And then we're looking at the bills and it don't even balance out. Right. Or when you're working or, you know, you're trying to do all that you can and be the best and do the best you can. But it's not balancing out. And one of the greatest things about Jeremiah's life was his mission or his purpose. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. You know why they called him the weeping prophet? Because he really had a heart for God's people. And when he saw the fallen state of God's people, his heart weeped. Because he was so passionate about seeing the people of God blessed and living according to God's will. And many times because they rejected him and it wasn't that they rejected him. They were rejecting God's word. You know, it's like a parent, right? Because God is our parent. But let's look at it from a physical perspective, because maybe, you know, you're thinking about it from a spiritual perspective and it, it doesn't really click with you. But if you are a parent. And if you are a child, like all of us were children, right? So I want to think, I want you to think about it this way. When your parents disciplined you or told you you couldn't do something, usually it was for your benefit. You know, growing up, I remember saying, being told, don't play around the stove because the stove is hot. And we never want an accident where some hot grease or hot pot of water or something burns you. Now, being a little kid, you're looking at that fire. You know, if you had the gas fire stoves, I know everybody kind of has, you know, electric stoves now. But gas stoves, you know, most people had gas stoves. So you saw the, the blue and the red and the, and the flames kind of dancing on the stove. And you could see those, you know, if those if you had those hot those heaters where you had to light them and you can actually see the fire. And 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 we were told, don't touch it. And the reason why we were told not to touch it, and even though we were children, we didn't understand that if we touched that fire, that it could burn us. But not only the burn, that burning could be so bad 
that it could literally alter our life and how we live life. You look at the unfortunate of people who were burned. Sometimes they lose limbs or, you know, not just a disfiguration, but it alters their life. So when God tells us not to do something, sometimes it is not because he doesn't want us to to succeed. It's actually the opposite of that. It's because he foresees the danger of what we may or may not get into. So Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. One that, you know, he 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 had a passion to see God's people live according to the word of God. And like Jeremiah, there's something inside of you and I that drives us the passionate. What is that passionate thing about you? It's like it's part of your DNA and you must do it. And if you don't do it, life seems off. What is that thing? What is that passionate thing inside of you? It reminds me of the great and beloved. You know, there are so many great. They're not a whole lot, but there are many great people who influenced not only their communities or their countries, but left their imprint on the world. It made me think about the late, great um, Nelson Mandela, the African man, South African man who endured and he was so patient and his patient not only changed the message of a continent, but it changed the trajectory in the globe, right? Look at Mahatma Gandhi, who was a lawyer by by um by trade, but he wasn't considered a successful lawyer in his own right. But he was one that spoke for the very lives of those who were just dis- disenfranchised. Great man, great men. He changed a country in India that impacted the world. And then I thought about Dr. Martin Luther King, right? He was an Amer- African-American man who literally by faith seeking a change to what we're now still dealing with today in America, racism and hatred because of the color of someone's skin. He stood on his faith He stood on what I love is love and action through the power of God, the power of Christ and nonviolence. And he made an impact on the world. Now watch this. Why is this important? Each one of these great men, one on the continent of Africa, one on the continent of Asia, which is in India with Gandhi, and then one on North America, which was Dr. King. They all made great sacrifices but those sacrifices were not for them it was for others their passion their platforms their DNA the very things that they weeped about you don't think that Nelson Mandela didn't weep for the people of South Africa you don't think that Gandhi the great man didn't weep for the people of India You don't think that Dr. King didn't weep for the state of black America? They were just like the weeping prophet Jeremiah. And why? Why is that important? Because their purpose was part of their DNA. 
They lost their lives as a result of their purpose. Now, am I saying to you that you got to put your life on the line? No, that's not what I'm saying, because that may not be your purpose. But what I do recognize is that anyone that has done anything great. You know, some were great, good things and some were great, bad things. Let's let's be honest. But one of the things we know, whether it was good or bad, it was something that they were very passionate about. That they could not do anything else. What is that plan or your purpose in your life? Remember, we're talking about the other plan. And I want you to understand, I said the other plan, because I know what my plans are or what they were. Right. What are your plans? What are your plans? What is it that you're doing? Do you have that five year plan? And again, I think we should have plans. But what I want you to understand that there are other plans that God has for you. And sometimes the other plan does line up to your personal plan. But I want you to understand, don't be surprised if right now it seems like things in life are kind of taking a crazy turn. You know, it's not all because of the pandemic. You know, some of it is because God knows the plans he has for you. And those plans like Jeremiah 29 and 11 says are to give you to prosper you and to give you hope. And not to harm you. Does that mean that you won't have some hardship? Absolutely not. The Bible tells us the the righteous of God, many are the afflictions, but he delivers us from them all. So like these, these great men, what is your passion? How does it drive you in life? Does your passion only include for yourself? Or does it include the interest in the health and wealth and justice of others? See, that's the difference between being purposed because it has to not be just about you. And how can you identify with these traits within yourself? How can you identify with these traits in yourself? Or maybe you don't see it in yourself as of yet, but I'm here to tell you, you have a purpose. Absolutely. You have a purpose. You know, Jeremiah, like I say, from the very beginning, Jeremiah was one that reminded us. That we are to be dependent, meaning hope in God for our ability to stand and walk in our purpose. See, the other plan is the plan that God has for you. And today, as I come to share this, this word of encouragement, I want you to remember, remember, we started off and I asked you the questions. Do you really know who holds your plans in future? And the one who holds your plans in future, do they really have your best interests at heart? See, the other plan Hold your plan in future. As Jeremiah 29 and 11 says to prosper you. Now, I want you to understand prosperity is not just the financial part. Yes, that's part of it. 
but it's also the mental and the spiritual part to keep you in good mental health, to keep you, you know, in a state of mind, being content wherever you are in life. You don't have to compare your life to what you see on social media because everyone doesn't live that life. Many times people around you are living a lie because they want to live out somebody else's life plan. And usually it's the world's plan. But God says he has a plan to prosper you and never to harm you. He's not going to put you in a position for a purpose or a life plan where it's going to cause you not to be able to stand up in integrity. See, each one of these great men, Nelson Mandela, uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Dr. King, they had integrity about what they did. Were they flawed? Am I saying that they didn't have flaws? Absolutely, they did. We all do. But the bigger picture was that the plans that God had for them required them to walk in integrity so much so that many times their lives were altered. Dr. King was killed. He was murdered because the positive impact he had on the lives of the world. He was a game changer. Mahatma Gandhi, he died as a sacrifice for making a stand and he fasted until change happened. Dr. Mandela, 27 years incarcerated unjustly many would have not even survived and he came out even as an elder statesman and still stood and took the torch and carried it so listen why is the thought of a life plan important because life plans are almost always altered for the greater good if you follow the voice that's inside of you the Holy Spirit that leads you. Now that's for those who know Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. I'm talking, you know, spirit talk now. But watch this. We were all born by God. He created every creation. And many times some of us, we call it that gut, you know, that thing inside of you that keeps you kind of, you know, focused on whatever it is you're doing, that gut. But see, when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, that gut feeling is, is really understood because we understand that that's that Holy Spirit that guides us. See, it is the very hand of God that guides you and I, whether you acknowledge it or not, because it is he that holds your plans. He is the other plan. Amen. Glory to God. God is the other plan. So what am I saying? Reminds me of Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. In other words, he's going to guide you. The other plan is God's plan. And, you know, maybe you don't know. Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe this is a little bit too much saying, man, I don't I don't know what you're talking about when you talk about God's plan. What I can say, if you look at your life, many times things that you have endured and you don't even know how you survived it. Can I tell you that's the other plan? That's God's plan for your life because he didn't allow the enemy 
or your enemies to devour you, to kill you, to destroy you before God could step in and alter the other plan. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. I want to offer Christ to you today. You know, I don't know. Sometimes in life we take a chance. I, You know, hey, I say, you know, we let the world do whatever the world wants to do to us. Why not try Jesus? Why not give him a chance? And as simple as it says in Romans 10 and 9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's simple as that. Listen, if you would like someone to pray with you, please reach out to us. Send us an email. The, at the agent of love at agent of love at gracegirl.org. I promise you, you email me. We will pray for you. We will pray over your email and we will respond to you. Amen. You know, God is such an awesome God, isn't he? He is such an awesome, awesome God. He's so loving. He's so kind. He's so just merciful. And I thank you all for tuning in today to the Being Love in Action podcast, where we talked about the other plan. Listen, I pray that today has been a day that has been one filled with all of the great blessings of God on your life. And we ask you to tune in again next week to the Being Love in Action podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And don't forget to go to and follow us on social media at Instagram at Being Love in Action podcast, the agent of love and our Twitter at Being Love in Action. And don't forget, if you want to connect with us, check us out at www.gracegirl.org. And yes, we love you. We love you. We love you. And we thank God for your very life. Yes. So don't forget to tune in with us weekly right here. You can catch the podcast on Podbean app, Apple iTunes and iHeartRadio. And if you are on connected with me on Facebook, all of the links are there on my bio and also on our website. Listen, we love you. We love you. We love you. And until next time, remember, and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love we love you and there's nothing you can do about it until next time we see you then god bless you bye-bye